0: Good morning, Grace. Hi, good morning. <laughs> well, welcome to our listeners in today's episode of Can You See What I See? It's Vicki Scott here and today my co-host Grace Hart and I want to have a conversation about what makes a true apology. Mm, how often have we received or given an apology but something about it feels conditional or just a bit wonky? Have you ever received an apology that made you feel not so good, Grace?
1: Yeah, well, I notice it really around as well, just in general, you know, when I hear people apologising or whether it's politicians apologising to the public or actors or whoever they are, you know, um, media people, you can sense the energies behind it. So yes, to answer your question, I have experienced it.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So
0: even if not to yourself, you you've witnessed it and felt the energy of it if, when it's given to another person.
1: Yeah, when I've heard, you know, even when I was a kid in the in the school grounds, um, you know, you could you could just you, you can feel it. It has a smell to it, doesn't it? A true apology has a has a smell to it, and likewise, when it's not hey. that true, you you get it as well. You feel that sort of wonk in your universe, and a lot of. Um, you know, apologies, uh, blended with gaslighting too. <laughs> what do you mean? Say
0: some more?
1: So I think in the past I've spoken to you, like, a, 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 with gaslighting, it's things like, it makes you sort of question your reality. That's what gaslighting does. And so, for example, yeah. if you walked in uh, wearing a, a lovely dress and I said to you, oh, Vic, you know, that's a lovely dress. And you know, if you lost a little bit more weight, it'll look even better. So it's like, <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> So you're saying it's a nice dress, but really you're saying I'm fat? Like, what's what, what's going on here? And it makes you kind of question, like, does she like the dress? Does she not? Do I look good in it? Like you, and you might have felt really good about it, but then you're questioning it now. So apologies. Right. It's like I'm saying apology, I'm saying sorry, but then I'm giving this reason and justification and now I'm back to feeling wonky again. Like, did you really apologise? Was that an apology? Or did you just want to tell me why you're right and give me a reason and justification on what you um. did? You know?
0: Yeah, I I so get that, you know, in, energetically because I know I've given an apology like that that made me feel wonky um, because I wanted to justify something and and I know, you know, you've talked a little bit about um, that's just a part of us. That, it's the, um, yeah, it's
1: a, it's parts of our personality or, you know, I'm, I'm very much a spokesperson for the voice of trauma. So when you're traumatised um, and, and a part hijacks you, that's when even if you truly, truly were sorry, equally with that, you want to you know, follow up immediately with why you, why you did what you did or why you said what you said. And, and it becomes more important to have that person know why you did it or said it than actually saying sorry. And that's that wonk. And I've been guilty of that too. You know, uh, in my younger days, mm. I, would, I would truly mean sorry, but then I'd feel so bad for doing that. Um, that I'd want them to really get why I did or said what I said, you know, or did what I did. And that's not part mm. of an apology. Reason and justification <laughs> of the action is actually not required for an apology. <laughs> we think it is, but mm. no, it actually murky's the water and um, doesn't allow the apology to uh, be fully received. Yeah,
0: well, that makes sense. You know, ju- the meaning of the word apology is a regretful acknowledgement of an attempt okay. or failure. Well, there you so go. it's the acknowledgement of it, isn't it? Really, it's not about the justification, no, it's about it's acknowledging yeah. something happened
1: and someone was hurt and that you're truly sorry for your part in that. You know, and and yeah. another thing about sorry too is truly saying sorry when sorry's required because sometimes sorry isn't required. <laughs> sometimes people, yeah. you know, they're perpetrators, they want you to always feel wrong and in a perpetual state of apology you know it's a tactic of abuse so you've got to be aware of is this apology actually required did i actually do something that hurt someone or something or is this more just a sorry just to pacify and um, you know it's a it's a it's a personality of trauma where you fawn um, you know if most people are are comfortable with the fight flight freeze but they don't know about the fawning which is the people pleasing mm. and that
0: when in the fawning that's You know, I've noticed, uh, I've I've become conscious in more recent years of how often I say sorry. Now, it could Mm. just be you're in someone's way in the supermarket.
1: Exactly, that's what came to my mind. Yeah, supermarket. Sorry. Why are you sorry? You didn't actually do anything wrong, you know. And and I I had that same thing too, you know, many years ago. And I went, you know what, next time that happens, I'm just going to see it as a dance. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and, and so you don't apologise for dancing with somebody. You know, it's fun. So, you know, you know how you do that sort of thing where you go left and they go left and you go right. It's like, it's funny. Y- yes, you don't have to say yes. sorry.
0: <laughs> I know. There's yeah. something about it. It's an automatic it word, is. isn't it? And yeah. And I'm, I'm really grateful that um, people are becoming more conscious of the fact that, hang on, is this something that requires an apology? And I know um, our daughter Beck, you know, with her kids, yes, you know, They'll say, oh, sorry, Mum, when she pulls them up on something and, sh- and she says, it's an empty word, perhaps unless you tell me, um, you know, you're sorry for what? What are you sorry for? Um, and I really get that, you know, if, if, if that's when they know the impact that it's had on the other person is if they can articulate what the sorry is for. Well, so
1: you- I mean, that's, I guess, what you're speaking to with the definition, it's the acknowledgement you know to hear what what it is um that they're sorry for but for me i i don't need i don't need that uh for me it's more i can sense it you know if, if someone if if something has if someone's done something or said something firstly i don't believe in right and wrong i mean, i generally think people do their best they can with what they have and So if they're courageous and brave enough to say sorry because a lot of people think saying sorry is a weakness whereas it's the most um, for me beautiful thing and powerful thing for somebody to be able to be that vulnerable to say gee I really messed up then and I'm so so sorry and just stop it right there without any glumping or reason and justification. It's such a beautiful thing and it makes you love that person even greater um, from my perspective or respect if it's a job situation, you know, if your boss can apologise to you, um, you know, that, that actually brings intimacy and trust into the relationship. Mm. And, you know, my kids have always said to me, you know, now, now that they're older, they said, you know, mum, that's one of the things I really loved about you as a parent. You know, you always taught us that it's okay to mess up, but however, say sorry and then never do it again, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's the th- that's the kicker, I think, isn't it? When when the apology was followed, uh, and you don't have to say that to the other person, but each of us has to be responsible for not doing it again. Yeah, otherwise, it's not, otherwise you're not sorry. Not.
1: It's sorry you got caught, or sorry that you, oh, you know, it, it was yeah, hard for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah,
1: but it's not a true apology. So
0: trying to dig yourself out of a situation that you're embarrassed about. Yeah, or, I'm
1: sorry I said um, it you know, I'm sorry I said it publicly is not an apology because you know, obviously <laughs> you're not sorry for, for having that point of view. You're just sorry that people found out about it. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, yeah, true for me, it's three things. Um, the first thing is there's got to be an energetic vulnerability. So like a heart connection, there's got to be an energy there of like, wow, I, I really get this, that this hurt. And I'm so, so sorry. And so then there's the actual I'm sorry, the words I am sorry, not glumped with anything else, just truly I'm sorry, you know, for the damage I've caused or the hurt or whatever it is. And then the third component is you don't do it again.
0: Mm. Yes, yes. And and, I mean, that comes, that's not just in um, individual relationships, is it? You know, I mean, having worked. Uh, you know, with Flora O'Donoghue, who was from the stolen generation, and people tried to say, "Oh, but you're not really, and if you hadn't been taken away, you wouldn't have had the uh, the life that you had, and really, you should be grateful." And and there was always that justification about that. There was no consider, and she she just always I was so in awe of the way the grace with which she explained it was you know, I'm not sorry for me, I'm sorry for my mother and I'm sorry for the disconnection we suffered because I could no longer talk to my mother when I did finally catch up to her. I couldn't speak her language. We could not um, relate and she knows that, you know, her mother basically died of a broken heart leaving all her children the way Mm. she did Um, and and yet, you know, it's taken a long while Across our generations, for people to get the impact. You know, just because it happened in some people's worlds, it's happened in the past, but it's happened in our lifetime. You know, it was happening up until the 70s, um, where was that direct impact of, you know, taking children away, thinking we're doing the right thing, being very high and mighty in our judgment about that. And what we considered a better life might be. Um, But then there's, oh, there's just something about it. I know when, you know, John Howard couldn't say that, in his world, we didn't do that. And he couldn't say sorry. Um, But then when Kevin Rudd did issue the formal national apology, and gosh, that's about 14 years ago now. Um, you, I hear what you say about that vulnerability, of, you know, from a heart perspective, because it was one of those things I had to stay home on my own and watch it on television because I didn't want to be out in public. I mm-hmm. knew it was going to have an impact. Yeah. And to watch it on TV and to see the tears rolling down people's faces is the first time they'd actually received that. And it was. It certainly did have the energetics, you know, and the vulnerability yeah. of the Prime Minister. But, you know, going on what you said, Grace, that there, there are really three parts to an apology that they can't have that, you call it, dumping, I think. Um, it's that wonkiness around it, isn't it? And then, well, you're never going to do it again. In the case of that, with our, our First Nations people, I don't think we've got the last two parts of that, Yet, um, because whilst it's not happening in the same way, it's still happening. And, you know, we've only got to look at statistics of, um, if, you know, if they're 3% of the population, but more than 40%, nearly 50% in some states and territories. Um, are they they're the population in the corrective services system? Well, hello. <laughs> it mm. doesn't take much to see something still not working there and we're still removing people and punishing people for what? Um, because they don't fit our mould. Anyway, that's another story, and it's a big, deep wound in our nation's psyche that's still to be addressed, I believe. So I agree with you. I think there's more than one part to saying sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you mentioned a really valid point on when it's something that involves, you know, structures like government, uh, legalities, a lot more than one person. So you're not apologizing for hurting one person. Uh, it's a generation and generations. Um, you know that it's 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 tricky in that the way I've always said it, I've sort of brought it down to, like say you're you're dating someone who's an alcoholic and they've just realized how much damage they've caused and pain they've caused, and they truly want to change. And you've made the choice with your awareness to stay in that relationship. They've apologized, you've stayed in that relationship and they are showing continuous efforts and there's been a genuine change and reduction that's allowing you to feel safe, secure and supported in your relationship. So, and another example could be like there's an affair that, you know, you could choose to leave the relationship. However, if there's true, you know, that uh, there's that apology, there's the um, looking at what needs to be done so they can heal that so that, and that might take a little bit of time, you know, to get that trust back or whatever it is. Um, So yeah. And I think, I think the, what you just brought up is, is the same thing. It's not as simple as, you know, flicking a switch and um, now it's fixed and we're not going to do that again. I mean, even smoking, for example, I'm getting, getting trouble here, but you know, the government already knows that smoking kills. So like, I'm so sorry. We've just realized that smoking kills. We're never going to, we're never going to sell it again you know, they can't do that. There's people who are addicted to it, there's there's generations, there's money involved, there's legislation, and it would be lovely. I would love it, personally, if it could be a switch where, wow, we've just realised this is really harmful, let's stop it. But you've got to look at what that's going to do for the nation as far as people not feeling safe, secure and supported. In Where do they go when they're addicted to cigarettes? How do they you know, you you can't just take off their supply, for example, you know, so there is this Mm. weaning process. So it does get tricky. But for me, it's more about, are they, is there a consistent change here? Is there, you know, are they not dropping the ball? Are they continually, you know, moment by moment, getting better and better and, and learning and changing and evolving and continually changing laws, continually having, you know, meetings that actually create change. Um, you know, like we've just had the Jenkins report in relation to, you know, um, sexual harassment and just workplace stuff and and it's like let's pick and choose what we want from it. Well, really? Um, you know, what about actually implementing the report? And mm. so it's, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. But, um, yeah,
0: sorry, what were you going to say? Well, well, I agree it's tricky. But, you know, this comes to... What what comes up for me is, you, you know, we've had so many Royal Commissions, we've had inquiries, like you talk about the Jenkins Report and others, and, and they get these people to, okay, tell us what's required. And then don't but, do it. <laughs> but then don't do it, you know. Or pledge like, money, yeah, but then don't
1: actually give it. <laughs>
0: Exactly, yeah. or they just move money. The government's just move money from one project to another and that, so it has, ends up with a different name. It's really it, no new money. Exactly. But it really comes back yeah. to that thing about how willing are we to be vulnerable to say, I don't know, and to come from that place of, listen, this structure was set up, in a, you know, say, talking about Indigenous People, it was set up at a time which, where they were excluded from the constitution, not even counted yes. in the census until 1967. So, if we have been so conditioned by that structure and that system, but now we're saying, you know, at a head level, we recognize that the system stuffed up. Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't, they, we, we have to be willing to say, well, what could the structure now looked like if it was to include everybody and they you know what's important for each of us um anyway you know we're not going to solve it right now but i yeah, guess that yeah. what's missing for me is and especially now like with the pandemic people have gone into such a place of fear and and it's almost like we become narcissistic because it's all about us yeah. We forget that we're having an impact on somebody else. And to me, it's like there's all these things that happen to distract us from really dealing with the bigger issues of what else is possible here for us to live as as human beings that um, can come more from that place of the infinite being rather than the parts of ourselves that have been impacted by generations of trauma that have never been um, dealt with.
1: Yeah, I I mean, for me, uh, you know, and this is just my interesting point of view, but, you know, government, everyone, it's really not just about governments, but they're so worried about losing their own job, they're not feeling safe, secure and supported in their own job that they're not willing to actually step forward. And apologies too for my, not apologies, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) there you go. Mm -hmm. So actually, this is a really good example. I was just about to say, look, I'm really sorry, uh, my crickets have started up, as in cicadas. So you'll hear them come in and come out and come in and come out. <laughs> um, but that's something that you can't – that's not actually required. A sorry is not required. It's more just an acknowledgement, hey, guys, the crickets are starting. So if you're hearing this in the background, that's what it is, right? But I was about to yes. say sorry. So this is – you know, you, we've got to stop that and actually just apologise when there's something to apologise for. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I see a, a government where there there is – you know, they do, it, it, I shouldn't say a government. I see a world where those in power don't find that tricky. They're willing to go, yeah, I'm scared of losing my job. Yeah, I'm scared of this and that. But you know what? I, I need to be with integrity here and I'm going to flick that switch. We're not going to do that anymore. It stops with me. You know, that's what I would love. Ooh. I would love someone to be so, because it, it's to say sorry and truly mean it without any stuff around it and not do it again takes such pa- c- courageousness and bravery. It shouldn't, but it does, you know. And, um, mm. you know, I would, al- I would love the you know, Prime Minister to go, right, we've got this report. I am so, so sorry that this has happened. It stops here and it's being implemented and that's it. You know, and the funny thing is what I've found when you are courageous and brave enough to do that you actually get really supported. You don't get knocked off. You become someone that actually um, empowers other people, and they 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 tend to empower you back. You know. And the other oh, thing that you yeah. sa- you said that was so beautiful, there's a gift in everything if you if you look for it. But that's not what an apology is about. And you were talking about you know oh, but, you know, this experience, it taught you this and now you're stronger or now you're speaking up against it and, you know, yeah, there's always a gift. There's a gift in rape. There's a gift in murder. There's a gift in the most horrific, criminal, disgusting things, it, you know, because whatever you look for, you're going to find. Mm. However, that's not what the apology is. If if you've raped someone, for example, you don't go, oh, but, you know, there's a gift there because now you're even stronger and you've, you've set up a defence Um, martial arts building and you're helping so many other people not get raped isn't that you know there's a gift there from that rape sure there's always a gift if you look for it however an apology is i am so so sorry you got raped that should never have happened to anybody and then if you go and add but you know at least you know you've turned it into something it it just waters down the apology it's not about connecting the gift to it it's about just saying sorry i'm so sorry you experienced that and the beautiful mm. thing that you said as well, you know, you were talking about the different um, prime ministers and one saying sorry and one, you know, not, want, not willing to or whatever. And it, you don't have to have done the thing. If it's a genuine apology for someone else's behaviour, it can be just as cathartic and just as healing. And that's the beauty, mm. you know. And that's where, you know, you talked about the sorry being, um, you know, put across the sky and, um, and people were crying because they saw, wow, people care. So you can give mm. that gift to yourself. I know with domestic violence, they really want to hear sorry from the perpetrator. Um, mm. But generally speaking, that doesn't happen. And if it does, it's not real. It's usually just to get a reduced sentence, right? Mm. Um, but, mm. but if it's genuine, that's great. However, you can give that apology to yourself and it can be just as healing. So what do you need to hear? What, what If you're if you're listening now and you're thinking, I wish my son or daughter or husband or wife or boss would apologise and they're not, you know, don't go crazy waiting for something that if your awareness says, if you ask the question, are they going to apologise and you get no, don't wait around for it, but you can give it to yourself. Gee, I'm really sorry. How
0: would you do that? Give, well, me, give, me, a scenario. give do. me a
1: scenario that's happened and I'll tell you how I would do it.
0: <laughs> um. Say say a boss who right. probably embarrassed you in the forum that, um, you know, you felt very – you were feeling vulnerable, but you felt powerless as well.
1: Okay. So we'll, I'd wait for a place that I felt safe, secure and supported. Yeah, And I would do a whole bunch of other things, like ask questions and stuff about the, the job and everything. But what we're talking about here is you're asking how would I um, – you know, heal myself from that. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, um, I would actually recognize that if I was feeling anything uncomfortable, I'd recognize that that's a trauma part. Because when you're when you're being you, and if someone's an asshole, it, you just go, oh, that's an asshole. It's like there's a rose, there's a weed, there's an asshole, there's a kind person. Like you don't actually have that response. And if you have any <laughs> kind of resistance or reaction <laughs> response, it's a trauma part. That's you know not happy with the, them doing that, or you know you're not willing to acknowledge that they are an asshole, for example. <laughs> um, so sometimes just acknowledging that can bring a smile to your face, and then it's like, oh well, why would I listen to an asshole? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah,
0: Next. yeah. Um, but How light? How much lighter it feels even just hearing and laughing about that? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um however if i had really wounded parts um i would probably just sa- speak to the part and just say i'm really sorry i'm really sorry you know how are you feeling and then that part i'd give it expression so maybe the part might say i was really embarrassed and it's like yeah i can see that that would be embarrassing you know i can see that and you know what do you need honey i'm here for you what do you need and cuz when you're working with trauma parts usually they're, they're young they're not mature parts and um, and usually they don't realise that you've grown up, so they're still sort of locked in that, that younger age. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I would I would and just like if you had a kid and they were having a bad day, they came home from school and they're upset. You would talk to them, say, "I'm so sorry that happened. You know, and <laughs> what, what what do you need from me? What will make what will what will help? And they might say, "I'd like a bath, or I'd like to go and read in my room, or you know," and, and then just give them whatever they they're asking for mm. and they'll be happy, you know. But it can be as simple you know, as acknowledging, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry that I put you in that position where um, the boss spoke that way. You were going to say something. Yeah, you, you said the word,
0: what do you need? Yeah. The words, what do you need? I'm not sure that's a common response to that, to, yeah. to well, some,
1: you, know, you know. Yeah, I mean, I talk to you occasionally about access consciousness and one of the things they say with apology is um, to to say, oh, sorry, and then how can I make up for the damage I've caused? And so that's got that energy. It's like, what do you, what, what's required here? How can I make up for mm. this that I've said or done? And, mm. um, you know, so if it's like your husband who's had an affair, it's like, how can I make up for this? It's like, well, don't have another affair. <laughs> you know, it could be as simple as that. Mm. Or, or it could be, let mm. me know, let me know. I'm a bit vulnerable at the moment. Let me know what's going on, you know. But that's a whole other ball game because I've got a very different point of
0: view about affairs. Oh, well, nothing is ever um, one-size-fits-all, is
1: it, in life? Exactly. It's really just about open, you know, communication and um, being willing to truly receive where the other person's at. You know, because a lot of times when we go into relationship, we're in la la land. We can see the possibilities, and we're, we're sort of wanting to date the possibility instead of dating what's actually happening. And if you're willing mm. to ask the question, you know, is is are they actually even going to choose that? Chances are you'll probably get no. You know, or just don't mm. don't date them till you know that they're choosing it. <laughs> 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 but
0: you know, I love uh, in, in, um, being connected with you over the many years, and I've seen just your own journey on how you have you know healed yourself from the traumas you've experienced throughout your life uh, and i love the way you use the method i guess of asking better questions yeah. so to, to always be in that question around uh, when something happens often we'll go straight to our survival brain and look for something there but if you know and i think this is part of what you're saying what do you need you're talking about a child coming home from school i love when i hear young mums or dads or anyone connected with a young child oh i'm sorry you experienced that what do you need and yeah. and i remember once i told the story about beck with her son came in screaming because he'd had a fight with Kids out and whatever, and yeah. somebody had hit and whatever else. Yeah, and then she 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 said to him, "So what do you need?" And he said, "On thirsty. Yeah, and it's
1: the last thing you would have thought. Oh, he needs a drink. You know, I thought I would have thought he needs a <laughs> hug. And this is actually the point. You know, you can go in, you can project what you would want. Oh, I've just had a fight with right. the kids outside. I'd want to come back in and get a and get a hug. Whereas that could be the last thing that that person needs. You know, they might just need water <laughs> or to be left alone. Yeah. Or, you know, to yeah. share a joke. You've got to ask them, what do you need? Yeah,
0: But, you know, this is part of our role, and I think the young parents coming through, that the gifts they can give their children is to help them find a vocabulary that they can express their needs. And I, I didn't have it as a young parent because, to me, it's like I used to think, well, hang on, I'm thinking this, so isn't that what you're thinking? I didn't have even that... Cognizance yeah. around what I was doing, but I assumed, um, and we all know what assume means <laughs> is that <laughs> is, uh, you know what I was thinking and feeling, the other person was, whereas often it's 180 out, isn't it? Mm. Yeah,
1: you've really got to be willing to receive what's true for the other person, and um, that's the kindest thing not to project what you would like in that situation. It's really what? What do they require right now to feel safe, secure, and supported?
0: Mm. I know Dr. Brené Brown talks a lot about vulnerability mm. being the birth the birthplace of change. Yeah. And I, you know, and you said that before too about when you're really vulnerable and coming from that energy of the heart, it, it actually opens up other possibilities. Yeah, it's not it's never a weakness. Had
1: Yeah, it's not a weakness. It's when you know people get confused by someone who's in story, and you know, or being emotionally hijacked, and that's not what we're talking about. A heart connection is a very grounded presence, um, being willing to receive everything, and not not being a space of thinking or you know, strong emotions or feelings. It's just being absolutely present in your heart and grounded. And being willing to receive what's around you with just that space of, you know, um, non-judgment.
0: Mm. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That um, Well, Grace, well, what do you think of some home play that we could do this week? Yeah. <laughs> um. Practice apologizing
1: <laughs> without your <laughs> without your parts going. But I want to say, you know, why I did it, and you know, because it feels weird when when you actually yeah. truly just say sorry and don't say anything else. You know, you yeah. don't don't go into. But I just, you know, I did it because, or like when you just say, "I'm sorry," I'm so so sorry, and stop. Mm. Uh, it feels weird,
0: <laughs> like mm. you you're like you're
1: not it, like it's not complete. You know, it's very similar mm. when you've, you're a person that hasn't experienced good, you know, strong boundaries, and then when you start to have them, oh man, you feel so weird. You feel like you're being a bully. You know, mm. I, I remember, <laughs> I rem- even things like if you're one of those people that when you cancel an appointment, you have the, you feel the need to tell them why. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a red yeah. red flag that you need to work on your boundaries because they don't need to hear okay. that. They don't need to hear that. That's your part going. I need. I've done something wrong. I cancel when I shouldn't, and I, now I need to tell you why I'm not a terrible bad person. And I remember the first time uh, I changed a doctor's appointment. And this is many years ago. It was for the kids, and I I rang up and I said, Hi, I just wish to cancel my you know appointment for my child at this date and this time. And they went, Thanks. And I said, Thanks. And they said, Thanks. And, said, Thanks. and that was it. Now they said, Do you want to rebook? And I said, No, that's not necessary. Thank you. And I didn't even have the need to go into, oh, it's not necessary because they don't have the problem anymore, you know. I just went, no, that's fine. But the old me would have wanted to explain why I was cancelling and explain why I didn't need it to be rebooked again. And they're a busy person. They don't need that. They just need to know there was an appointment. We're cancelling. We're rebooking. What's going on, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how much lighter is that for
1: everybody? Everybody, and you know, it's of very course good. I've got groups that I work with with trauma, and and part of this comes up, and uh, and it's really common. They'll ring back and go, or or get on the Zoom and say, "Oh my God, I cancelled an appointment, and I just said that it was so weird, it was so great, you know." Or I, you know, this happened to me, and I didn't go into the big the big hoo ha story, and oh my gosh. So yeah, it's mm. it's a very weird feeling when you start to to have boundaries. <laughs>
0: It is. Well, I think that's one thing we could do. And the other one is maybe just notice how many times in a day you say sorry. Yeah, good point. <laughs>
1: Go shopping.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, yes. Yes, yes I, did it. I did it this morning, even walking <laughs> along the path. Yeah. Um, and I was why did I say sorry? Because I'm standing in my side of the path up walking, but because they were coming three abreast or something. And I went, oh. It's almost like I was apologizing for being there. No, that's exactly and, it.
1: You shouldn't have been in that position. Uh, you know, that shouldn't have happened. So it's your fault. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, So yeah. Um, I'm getting better at noting. I thought, oh, there you go, Vic, you just did it again.
1: So <laughs> Well, what, what's really good with what you said is like, and then when that happens, say to yourself, you know, your inside voice, hey, guys, we don't need to be sorry for that. Just giving you the heads up.
0: You Perfect. Knows, yeah. well, I'm, I'm going to take that on for this week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, if you stub well, someone's heel with your trolley, yeah, you say sorry because you've hurt them, right? But that's a yes. whole different thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. And there is a difference, isn't there, when yeah. you've actually done something Correct. that has harmed another person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now I hear that. Well, that's lovely. I've got a whole new perspective on apology for the day. Thank you so much, my dear.
1: Same. Every time I speak to you, I'm just, it's so much greater. So much greater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, take care. Have a great weekend, hey? Eh? And we'll talk again next week. Yeah. I wonder what we'll talk about. Hmm. Oh. Oh, I don't oh. know.
1: No idea. <laughs> oh. And if we're not on next week, we won't apologize. <laughs> so, no, good idea. We, we come on when we come on, and that's that's just it. That's the way it is. <laughs> M- it mind is. you, though, oh, yeah. I just went if it was a committed, you know, television show, and you didn't make it, well, then yes, you would apologize for that, obviously. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> As I say, it's no one size fits all. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, guys, um,
1: we'll catch you next
0: week. Maybe. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.